Welcome to the Living Intentionally Podcast. My name is Chaim Loeb. In this podcast, you will hear and learn what breeds action. Where living intentionally leads to action. You will acquire knowledge from those who are in the state of action. Yes, I said action a few times. Why? Because this is the only way to get you from where you are to where you want to be. I was extremely grateful to sit down with Coach Maish. Maish Khanan is an amazing mental health coach helping our community, helping his community take action in being vulnerable, in being open, in giving. Tremendous giver, always there for others. Um, so enjoy this episode. Enjoy hearing his insights on life. Okay, I'm going to get comfortable. Get comfortable. We're recording. Um, so okay. get comfortable um, on your couch, on the, on the, like the famous uh, coach's couch. Is that what we call it? Um, but welcome, uh, Mish, to um, Living Intentionally podcast. Really excited to have you on. We had a brief conversation a little while ago, and I remember saying we will be talking again. So here we are again, speaking. Um, yeah. I pursued you. Um, I don't know what you want, what the word is, like a hawk or something. I pursued you to have that conversation. I was excited. Um, and what I, what really attached me, or I don't know what the word is, uh, brought me to pursue you like that. I saw on your bio that you really are connected with the concept of vulnerability. Um, so I want to ask you, like, what do you feel like is the true meaning of like being vulnerable? Vulnerability. What is that? Yeah, it's these days I can almost uh, never have a conversation about vulnerability without mentioning Brene Brown. Okay, awesome. So if anybody hasn't heard of Brene Brown and her famous, two famous TED Talks and her books, mm -hmm. I encourage you. And now a Netflix uh, episode. I, oh, I have to I, check I, that I, out. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen so I read the book uh, Daring Greatly, but I didn't see the Netflix special. Yeah. So the difference, uh, so, so what vulnerability is, is the um, stepping into the rink. Stepping into the rink. Am I somebody who's going to stay in the stands all my life? Or am I going to get onto the field? Which means that there's a chance that if it's a football game, there's a chance I'm going to get hit. But there's also a chance that I'll score a touchdown. But there is a stepping into the rink. Stepping into the field. To, to what? To, to what, what does it mean to step into the? What's what's happening in the ring? Anything. Tell somebody. Tell tell somebody that you love them. That's stepping into the ring. That's a chance that they're going to reject you, and they're going to say, "Oh, thank you," or "Ha ha." Right. <laughs> so being able to so opening yourself up for rejection in a way, people to think of you differently, or things like that. Would you say like that's just basically? There's no one way, like, oh, this is vulnerability. It's just, like, that concept of opening yourself up for feedback, would you say? Yeah, the response of something that's outside of your control. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that. Which, which could be both, which could be tremendously rewarding and an expansive, right. ex expansion of who you are and what you're connected to. Or, yeah, no, sure. or the possibility of being rejected and being hurt by that. But at the same time, you know, maybe tell me from 
an experience or just or maybe a client's experience. Um, is there opportunity in even when you are hurt from from you were vulnerable, you got hurt? Is there opportunity there at all? Like, what would you say if there is what that opportunity is would be could be the opportunity in in being vulnerable and getting hurt? That's yeah. your question. Yeah, when you get hurt, when it doesn't work out as planned, let's say. Yeah, I th and I think yeah, the answer is yes, and the first concept that comes to mind is um, sharing your story with somebody else, you know? And it really, the story begins, the story that you share begins once we get back up again, mm -hmm. you know, and continue to do it again. And then we share our story with others saying, hey, I know you're going through this, you were just rejected, but I just want you to know that this was my experience and I, I got through and I think you can too. That's right. just one example of how I'm thinking like can become I, so right. So are you, are you, I'm thinking what I'm what I'm connecting to that is basically the fact of you fall because you got rejected. However, you react to that. So obviously you can react. Whatever. If you get back up, then you're building muscle. You're getting back in the arena, right? Getting back in the ring, and therefore you're you're building, and that's how you win. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's. I mean, I the concept of like the only way, like one of the biggest ways to grow is fighting through something right so you're fighting through that rejection then you just use it as an opportunity yeah so it's it's another choosing to get back up is stepping into an even greater vulnerability every time i choose to get up i'm stepping into a greater vulnerability i can get hurt even more i can make right. the footprint even deeper <laughs> you potentially go deeper in that in that mud that yeah which okay. means the growth is also greater the growth right is greater. something like that actually comes to mind is uh i dated my wife i first met her when i was 18 okay. i met her when i was 18 and we dated and um when i was 19 i wanted to marry her and she broke up with me <laughs> very soon after that and um it happened three times where I wanted to get back together with her and she ended it. And every time, the last time I was not like, if it, if it came to me any other way, I would not even consider going out with her, at least the way I think now and the way I've always thought. I was not ready to let her back into my life. It was way too painful. Okay. This time her father had called me. So this is like no more beating around the bush. It's just like, are we getting married or are we not? And the fact that her father called, that means that as soon as I meet her, the only subject we're going to talk about is whether we're getting married or not. It's not even about all the other stuff. Um, so I think our level of, of performance is going to become so much more concentrated and so much more powerful every time we come back in because we come in with so much more experience and knowledge and no more fluff. So you mentioned the, that was awesome concept. I love that. And like, basically you're like, basically every time you, 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 you come back to the arena, I guess we're calling it right. Mm -hmm. You're more pinpointed, you're more pinpointed. Um, yeah. Now, in terms of fluff, right? 
what is your thoughts about the fluff of sharing, the fluff of um, putting someone out, something out there, um, you know, because, you know, a lot of people can see somebody sharing and say it's fluff or it's mm -hmm. for attention or mm -hmm. so a couple things. Like what's your thoughts about it just in general about somebody well, putting I, out um, I, I, somebody thinking that and also just the concept of, of that. I, I think I think that would be interesting to hear your perspective. Yeah. The first thing that came to mind was like, I'm sure people think that of me. I have to assume that. You know, people think that um, I just share about myself because I'm so absorbed with myself and, you know. What do I think of others who well, share? I think that, but also just, now it's not about judging, I feel like, that, let's say, I know, let's say you're going to think the same thing about somebody else who shares or the people who think of that about you. Or in my case, somebody think that about me. Now, I think, for example, for myself, something that I need to work on, and, you know, why I'm sharing and all that type of stuff. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it's, I think there's a lot of authenticity, but I also think there's some of the other stuff that needs to be worked on um, personally. But yeah, just think of like other people sharing, but also the concept of people thinking, oh, that's, you know, 100% fluff, just looking for attention. Where does that come from? And, and how can somebody work on that? Because I'm, I bet they don't want to think like that. It's not fun. You know, how can someone work on that? How can someone work on that? Yeah. Is this something that you, is this something that you think about? I've heard um, it explained meaning like, let's say somebody, you know, sees, so, let's say sees my content or something like that, right? And they they felt um, there is a lot of fluff there. I'm not I'm not completely being vulnerable because I'm sharing the transformation of it, not just this is me or this is it and that's it. I didn't make any progress or you know something like that. Or not sharing completely the authenticity. That's what they're seeing or that's how they're translating it or that what they're choosing right to see. And if that's somebody, and I'm sure that's not fun to think you know when some when i see you share i'm like this is beautiful right so there's two ways to look at somebody sharing okay so wh who do we want to talk about the person who's viewing or the person who's sharing viewing right i i understand that might have been confusing how i was going about that so i would say i would say both um one at a time i would love to hear and learn uh from you on this both one at a time for sure I'm trying to think, do I have experience? Look, I've, I've seen people share and they talk about themselves and it's not inviting for me and it's not attractive for me. And when I think about it and I've recently thought about it, I've challenged my thoughts and the thoughts are that these people are not really being authentic. And this is just my experience. And it recently, for one person specifically, it was confirmed to me that the person was not being authentic. So from being a viewer, if I'm not, if I'm seeing something and I'm, and I'm judging it that way, then what's, what, what do I want really? 
kind what do we what do i want as the viewer so let me ask you that what do, what do i really want feel, to feel connected to feel heard maybe to feel yes yeah, to feel like so if i'm watching somebody else be vulnerable or at least they're saying they're, that they're, they're talking vulnerable. to me they're, they're they're talking through something that i'm feeling potentially so what do i want as a listener that you're asking me of what they could do. We, do I want to see them as being vulnerable? Do I, what do I even want from their vulnerability? Um, why would someone, so you're asking, why would somebody even ask that um, question? What? Why would, why would somebody even ask the question of, I'm watching somebody, it seems like they're trying to be vulnerable, but they're not being vulnerable. What's the problem? What's, What's the problem with that? What would I want as, a, as opposed to Someone the to way be I'm feeling? completely authentic. So I want somebody else to be authentic? If but they're some, not being authentic? So I would say if somebody, yeah, if somebody is sharing, right, of you would want, okay, so if you're going to share, be, be authentic. Don't be fluff. Like don't, don't be real. Um, you know, don't, I guess, you know, be around the bush or... Um, maybe only share things that you've won already. So like, oh, you're just showing your successes. Um, that could be something that somebody, someone wants to see like actual struggle, process of a struggle, not just the outcome. So that's what they want. So they want to change somebody else, get somebody else to change. Meaning want, if you're only, you're only sharing the wins, you're not showing the struggle to get there. So, I want to see your struggle. Can you share that struggle with me? Yeah? Yeah, that's what so, I they, they, yeah. The first thing that comes to mind, I, the honest truth is like, I, am, I, don't, I don't know the answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, just, I don't recall But the first thing that comes to mind is that, is to be that first person that is vulnerable and say, hey man, I'm watching your thing. I'm, I'm seeing the way you're speaking. And... I would love from you if you can teach me more or show, teach me more or, or share with me more about your struggle. That is a vulnerability because the person could say, no, no, I'm not doing it. And it could, be, it could feel pretty hurtful for somebody to just say, no, I'm not doing that for you. So I get to be the first person to be vulnerable and say, hey, I want some more vulnerability, which really means I just want to connect with you more. I want to, be, I want to learn from you more. I want to have more of you in my life. Um, and then from the other end you're talking about somebody who wants to be more vulnerable but they're only sharing their successes mm -hmm. yeah so the, the question is the first thing that comes to mind at least for me is um, why am I sharing my successes am I sharing it because I'm trying to compensate for some sort of lack some sort of deficiency of, of self esteem or whatever it may be and therefore I compensate it by showing only the successes because I have too many failures. I am a failure. So therefore I have to, or I really want to help people. And if I really want to help people, how can I help them the most? How can I talk to them in a language that they will understand and that they're living in now? And it's very likely that I'm going to need to be vulnerable in order to do that. I think so. No. I mean, that's, that's what comes to mind. Thanks for sharing. 
I'm, I'm just curious, why do you feel like vulnerability is like so important to be normalized, so important to take on for somebody? Why is that yeah. so important? Is it more important like to you? Do you feel like it's important for everybody? Yeah. Um, like, what's... Yeah, I think it's I think it's important for everybody. Before we hear more from our guests about that, I'd like to share a quick message. If what you're listening to is enjoyable, please give a follow, a share, a review. It'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Now back to the show. For me, I can speak from my experience. Um, you may have heard this a lot. Um, people describing the times we're living in. We're living in a fragmented world. Everybody feels alone. Yeah, it's actually the truth. We're so connected, yet we're so separate. We're only showing our successes on Facebook, Instagram, and all these places. We're only showing the pretty pictures. We're only showing this side of our face, our good side. And there's a whole other side of us. There's a whole other 90% of us that we're not sharing. And of course you don't know me. And you don't recognize me for who I am. Because number one, I never showed it to you. Number two is, I don't want you to see it because if you do, then you're not going to like me or like me. So, therefore, I end up being alone. I feel like a fake, a fraud. So I have to be, if I want to really connect with somebody, vulnerability is going to be the opening of opening the curtains, allowing you to see me. And if you see me and you stay with me, now I am connected with you. I am okay being me with you. I matter because you're staying with me. I'm seen for all of who I am and you didn't run away. And then there's also a chance that you're going to leave. Right. I'm taking that risk, yes. But the power and the experience of being seen and and uh, being accepted is uh, is very powerful. Is one. So would you say that that's like what we need, and that's why it's so important for us to be vulnerable? Like that's what we need as humans. With each other, yeah. With each other. Yeah. When we're talking about vulnerability in between one person and another person, yes, that's what I'm talking about. There's right. Because I remember when we had our first conversation a while ago, we talked about vulnerability. Obviously, we got a little. Um, like what it means and we were just you know we were saying connection so vulnerability is connection real connection um and that's what it breeds so that's what you're you're saying here uh, that's awesome um i'm curious do, do you feel one finding their way you know to contribute to give to contribute to their community their do you feel like that could be a real help to bettering their mental health um, is there a connection, like contributing and mental health? Is there is there a connection there at all? What do you think? <laughs> I think there, there, it can help somebody become a 
more fulfilled person and therefore maybe feel better about themselves, be happier. Um, yeah. I'm just curious, like the details of that, how that is. The most, the most common thing that happens in conversations with me and, and people who are in the beginning of their process and they're hurting, it's, it's um, literally nine out of 10 times is going to be something that has to do with uh, a lacking of self-esteem purpose and um, lacking of self-worth self-concept so being that that's one of the most common things and it's been my experience and from what I've seen with the people that I've worked with is that when they do fulfill who they are and they are themselves with the least amount of fears and and blockages where they get to be flow and they just get to be themselves with others and in the world. Yeah. All that self-esteem stuff issues go away and they have a better mental health. hundred percent. There's also a concept of, um, I think of two, another two concepts. Number one is This is my, I just have it in, in, as an image of, of being a, a flow creature. It seems like almost everything in this world is all about flow. And uh, so, for example, uh, a person is not meant to just gather, gather, gather money, 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 and, and, and never actually put it out somehow and express it in some way, whether it be through charity, through supporting their family, through buying a house. There's there's a certain illness in the process of clogging and blockage, just like it is with our blood and veins. The same it is with money and emotions. Emotions are also this, like we're supposed to flow. Everything about life is supposed to flow. And when I am giving that is an expression of flow. You, you're with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm following. And that's healthy. Listening. That's healthy. It's bringing in. Another thing is, is it's, I, I always bring it back to this concept that I remember learning when I was doing smicha. I was learning how to be a rabbi. And one of the things that they, uh, they taught us is the salting process of meat to get draw out all the blood and the meat will be in the in the salt and their question arises is what if the blood that is being drawn out with the salt will go back into the meat and the answer is is that a piece of meat that is giving out it cannot give out and take in at the same time right right okay so this concept of giving allows me to not be affected by my outside surrounding. As I am a giver, I will not be affected by the negativity around me. And a great example of this. And therefore take in that or just take. Negativity. Right. Negativity. I'm talking about specifically about negativity. Okay. Yeah. So giving and, um, even just look at the 12 step program. Um, the 12th, the 12th step of the 12 step program is carrying the message to others. And a person's 
sobriety and ultimately their life is dependent upon them continuing to give to others. Mm. I guess that answers it. Great. That's, 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 I, I, I like, let's say like you asked, like, what do you think, right? So I understand that, you know, let's say contributing is, is obviously super uh, beneficial, right? Mm -hmm. And my immediate answer would be, yeah, right? But at the same time, learning and for others to learn why and what goes into it, how, that, how that's going to actually help them. I think it's, for me, it's very beneficial. I know for others as well. Um, you, I read a post of yours um, in terms of, you know, it was about, you know, your fear of potentially never, you know, tell me if I'm understanding this correctly, like never really feeling joy again because of becoming sober, right? That's a real fear. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, I'm wondering why and, and how were you willing to take on that fear? I mean, that's never feeling joy. We all want to feel joy. Yeah, yeah. It was the last week of rehab. And I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going back into my, uh, my old life. And all the sources of joy were around alcohol. Family meals, Shabbos meals. Uh, Kiddushim at Shul, Farbrangins, jam sessions with my friends, get-togethers with my friends, parties. It was like all around drinking. Yeah, so um, today, that and then some joy comes from being of service to others and helping others. So I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to happen. And... Um, at, at the time, I was faced with really a decision, which I, I didn't even think about it much. I knew that I was deciding to live a life that's going to be sober. And I just, I had that fear and I didn't know how I was going to uh, have joy, but my time in rehab ran out and I had to go home, you know? And um, I signed myself up for outpatient and, um, and I met others in the sober community and very quickly I started very quickly, actually, within like the first week of coming out of rehab, I already stepped into a position of service. Mm. Right away. Yeah. And service is like literally one of the biggest parts of my, my sobriety and my joy. And that's what I do now. I mean, most of my time is not even coaching. Most of the time I'm spending time just helping others and, and having conversations with people. And, and, um, and if eventually some, you know, one of these people become my client. That's great. But uh, I think I'm spending more time just trying to be a, a good person and be of service, be it's useful to contributing. others. Contributing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But 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 why? Why were you willing to, to to take on that fear? Like, did you have you lived a sober life before where you're like, I want to get back to that? Or like, why? No, no because I almost died, man. Yeah. I, at least I I wanted to die. And, um, and I saw that there's another way to live and, um, and I could live this way. I was just scared that I'm not going to get all that joy, but I could still survive. Um, and others have found joy that I heard about. I've heard their experience and if it could happen for them, it could happen for me too. 
are you open to sharing like what that's been in terms of finding joy after that finding joy being sober how have you yeah, found think, joy yeah so i'll give you an example very soon after i came out of rehab my brother got engaged and um they uh it was a very exciting time and i was very fearful like what's it going to be this is going to be the first simcha i'm showing up to and and um there was some good booze and i had my brothers who were seven boys in my family and uh, mm. or, or powerhouses mm. and uh and it gets exciting by simcha and um and there's going to be drinking and it's fine but for me I was very fearful that I'm not going to feel like I'm part of, I'm not going to be able to actually have an experience with being them, which is so sacred to me, the the time spent with my brothers and with my family and for the Sintha. So um, I had set up this thing where one of the sober people in my community who happens to live very close to where the Lakhaim was, and I made up with him that if I need him, I'd call him and we'd meet up. That was the first Sintha I went to. And that's what the fear, and I didn't necessarily really enjoy it that much. There was some times, there were some moments that I enjoyed it. But fast forward it to more recent. Um, I go to weddings. And, and most people are drinking, at least the people who are dancing, have a couple of times, one or two or three or more. And I'll be dancing around on the, on the dance floor. And I'll feel very self-conscious, extremely. Like, I look weird. I don't even know how to dance for the life of mine. And um, I'm just going around in a circle. That, and, I, um, the, the, and let me just call it out for what it is. This, the real issue is the, just thinking about myself and being self-absorbed. And I need a, 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 the, the switch from the misery and the miserable feelings and all that to switching to joy is exactly what I'm about to say. I look around the room, I find the chasen, the groom, in case anybody's listening and doesn't know what a chasen is. Mm -hmm. I'm at a wedding, I look at the groom, and I see how happy they are, and I remind myself, one second, I'm here for this guy. I'm here for him, it's not about me. Or I'm here for his dad, it's not about me. My position here right now is to increase in his joy. How can I be that? Maybe it's going right up to him and grabbing him and starting to dance with him. Maybe it's just being happy and him seeing me being happy. And that gives me joy. That's the switch. That's where it happens. It's not about receiving. It's about giving. Which brings us back to the last point. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is really it takes the cake that the contributing and, and being a service. I didn't, I didn't really realize how much, um, but it is. That's that's really powerful. Do Do you feel like, um, just thinking like, vulnerability and being of service, contributing, is there anything connected to that, or is totally different concept? I I honestly have no clue. I'm just Curious what you would kind of say on that. I think there is. I 
have let me ask you a question mm-hmm. let me ask you a question just to bring up a subject which this yes. third subject may be able to answer both and connect them to like why am i here am i here to consume or am i here to contribute contribute yeah some people forget about that i forget about it how am i going to get what do i look like so that I could be seen a certain way, so that I could get. At the core, am I here to get or am I here to give? I'm really, really here to contribute. How can I contribute more? By being alone or by being connected? Connected. Yeah, because if I don't have a if I don't have a conversation with you, then this whole thing doesn't even happen. Yep. So if the whole purpose of why I'm, why I'm here is to is to contribute as much as I possibly can, make this world a better place, um, improve people around me, uh, improve, improve their lives, improve myself so that I can be more empowered to improve other people's lives more. Um, which ultimately really, I mean, I'm going to just say it is revealing godliness here on, on earth, that improvement process. Um, but I think we could have a whole other podcast conversation on that. Yeah. But really, <laughs> like, what am I doing? Am I here to give or am I here to take? If I'm here to take, I automatically have to have fear attached to it. Because am I going to get or am I not going to get? Right. And if I'm not going to get, I have anxiety. Maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I shouldn't do it because there's a chance I won't get. And if I don't get, I'm hurt. And if I do get, I feel good. So that means me feeling good is dependent on getting. This whole getting is just like a curse. I hope everybody followed that because that was powerful. <laughs> Whoever's listening, because this. I love that. I, I love that connection. I mean, I, I did it. It was, it was this question that came up spur of the moment. I not, didn't put thought into it. And I really enjoyed you sharing that. I mean, I didn't like the connection of connecting and contributing and then, and then you know, giving. I mean, that's amazing. Amazing. I love it. Um, I, I, I saw that you put a series a while ago of posts. I think it was three posts. Um, sharing the work you were doing regarding in your home, like the home like you live in, your kids live in. You said something in the second post um, that I wanted to ask and kind of expand on. Um, and I wrote it down here to quote it. Um, and you were talking about basically working on a concept, working on something you're working through that you're struggling with. And, and then you said, then something clicks. I get a moment of clarity in therapy or in prayer. There's a, there is relief. And then I find another whole chunk of life I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, personally, I kind of know this feeling, you know, just from doing therapy myself and, and, you know, I would explain it, you know, basically where you realize why something, you know, is, you know, what's the why and, and what it is. And, and now you, you want to go work on that next issue that you just realized why that was happening, right? Um, that clarity is 
such a high. Like when I get that clarity, it's like, wow, I just learned that whole thing about myself. It's like this huge clarity that you feel so good in that, you know? Um, do you feel like we're given that clarity, that high, right? That feeling. Um, because if we weren't given that, when we realize, when we come to that realization, we might not continue to work because do you feel like that high is, oh, there's something else just came up to me. Like, do you feel like that high is healthy because it's kind of addicting to kind of help us move forward? Or do you feel like it's a gift to help us move forward? Do you feel like if we didn't have it, would we not move forward? What's your feeling about feeling that high, that clarity? Um, I don't know if I'm being completely clear here. So if you want to ask for clarity, that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of clarity. But yeah, what's your feeling about that, that feeling of clarity, that high? Yeah. yeah, so we're we're questioning what's the purpose of of pleasure or euphoria or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. What's the what does purpose? That give us? What does that bring us? What's the purpose of pleasure? Of of let's call it a spiritual or a, a spiritual experience or a uh, meaningful experience. Yeah. What's the purpose of the pleasure of a meaningful experience? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm yeah, not sure I mean, if I have the answer to that. I got to, yeah, you know. Maybe not an answer, maybe just a thought on that concept of pleasure. If we didn't have that, maybe in this scenario specifically, what would we do? You know, what do we move I, for? I don't know. I'll tell you what. When I think about it, I just, I just see it as a gift. You know? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you feel like that, that gift of a feeling. It's a gift. You know? <laughs> the feeling is just a gift. The, the reality is that I'm growing, and that's right. a gift on its own. An additional gift is that the pleasure. I, I had a conversation with somebody, and this was the conversation. I hope it'll make sense. Okay? He tells me. In, in Tanya, in the, in the Balatanya, the Alpha Rebbe's Tanya, it talks about uh, righteousness, giving, charity, tzedakah. Um, and it says that when we are giving, we are not just, I have this and I'm giving it to you. By deciding to give, we actually become charity, which means ultimately in simple simpler terms is we expand ourselves we become bigger than what we are by giving we become the channel of called charity a deliverer of god's wealth or whatever mm -hmm. the wealth the universe is wealth mm -hmm. so we become not just a rich person i become a channel of wealth which means so much more wealth can flow through me because i'm not a reservoir of wealth i'm a channel of wealth how much more water goes through a river over a lake you know because i'm a channel so much more can flow through me because i've become the channel of that Okay, so he tells me that. I'm like, wow, that's so profound. 
It's not just me and I am doing charity. I become tzedakah. I become righteousness. And after that, a couple minutes later, it was in Shul and I read the Hayam Yam. And, um, and there it says that there's all these different beautiful things that happens as a result of being kind to somebody. But sometimes we got to just do something for the simple pleasure of doing something good for somebody else. Because <laughs> it's pleasurable. We should simply, just simply take pleasure in doing somebody else a favor. It's doing something nice for somebody else. And that's its own level, you know? I think it's a gift. It's a gift to give and it's a gift to feel good from giving. I think they're both gifts. So I don't think I answered your question. That's the truth. But that's the thought that come up. That's what I, that's, that's what I want. I just want to hear your thoughts. That's okay, it. Okay, cool. Conversation about thoughts, what's going on, and what comes up, really. Um, because I bet you could have an answer. So now this might not be one answer, so that's all right. You know, if okay. you don't have an answer, that's fine too. Um, so you, you put... You share some stuff about parenting. I don't think it's like the, the main topic of what you speak about, but you do share some stuff about it. And and you're a parent yourself. I'm not, right? So I'm here to learn also regarding that. And you're a parent who lives with intention, who is working on themselves, who is developing, who is growing, who is going through struggles. And you're sharing it, right? So when it comes to parents working on themselves, whether – their physical health, you know, whether it's their mental health, you know, just personal development, all around, right? They have kids around. It highly, I would say, you know, it highly affects, you know, they're affected by it one way or another. Um, I know there's healthy ways to go about it. There's, you know, things that people can go, you know, it could be, could be pretty crazy at some points when people are going through certain struggles. What, what do you feel is, you know, the, I mean, obviously they gotta be, they gotta be careful, but what do you feel, how do you feel the best way for a parent to go about change and transformation and, and working on themselves and developing without it having a negative effect on their kids um, with doing it in a healthy way. So that, so it's a healthy process regarding their family. I just got to say something funny because it came to mind. No problem. I like a good I heard, laugh. I heard, I heard somebody saying, you know what the hardest part about parenting is? It's definitely got to be the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just a joke. Um, all of the work in parenting is the work on the parent. Isn't that so? Right. All the work on parenting is also, is always on the parent, meaning yeah. they got to put meaning, in. If I'm, they're responsible if, for everything. If I'm to improve myself as a parent, it's not dependent on my kid doing any work. Right. It's dependent on me. So the work is me. Mm -hmm. I think the healthiest thing is to recognize that and to concentrate all of my efforts as a parent on myself. And I think that's the healthiest thing. 
it's so interesting because I mean I'm not I don't want to make any general you know too uh, thing here, but I feel like that's that's missing. I mean, so many people just throw themselves. It's all about the kids. I don't have anything. It is all about the kids. Yeah. Right. So it's all about the kids, but the work I work on myself. Yeah. Right. Meaning people, I don't feel like a lot of people, let's say when it comes to just the work that I do, right. Um, regarding, um, somebody's health in terms of their nutrition, in terms of their fitness. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will say, I don't have time because of the kids. I, they don't really do anything for themselves. They don't invest anything in themselves because of the family and things like that. And I feel like the concept of working on oneself as a parent might be missing in some sort of education or some sort of the, – the boat, they missed the boat. Chaim, you're, 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 you're a coach. You're a, nutrition, you're, you're a nutritionist. Right. Yeah, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm a fitness coach, and um, I'm becoming. You didn't a get trained coach. in. Oh, okay. So you're you're becoming. Yeah. Okay. So I knew you were doing studying. Yeah. Um. What is the most effective way that you can help your clients? And I, I'm most- just going to answer to you, just in case you don't say this, <laughs> is to improve your coaching. Right. Yeah. Yourself as a coach. Yes. The, so more, the more advanced you come over your own challenges and the more you push yourself to learn and experience more, your clients are going to have a greater experience with coaching and they are going to become uh, more, they're going to perform better as a result of you doing your work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly what I, I took my coaching to the next level by hiring my own coach, that's going to take me to the next level. Yep. Which is automatically just simple. And a natural occurrence is that my clients are also getting so much more out of life yep. as a result of this. You know, so yes. it seems quite simple. So you're basically connecting it to the pair. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. 100%. You know, there's... There's a beautiful concept. I wish I can quote who it is. If anybody wants, they could DM. Um, if this is on um, Instagram, um, unconditional parenting, Greeny Heller, because she quotes this sometimes. There was a holy man who said this. He said, when it comes to children, and I think it's also when it comes to coaching, we cannot, they're just like trees. If I plant the tree and it starts growing and it doesn't grow the way I think it should and what's best for the tree, What's best for it so that it can grow tall and bear fruit and have a long life? If it's not going the way I want it to, I don't touch the tree. I change the soil. I change the water. I change the surroundings. I change my schedule. I don't change the tree. I change the surroundings and the environment. You uh, go beyond, you go deep into the, that source. Start start digging there. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, it was a pleasure having this conversation. Yeah, same here. I, you know, obviously, we had a great conversation 
you know, a little while ago, and I always wanted to have an extended conversation with you. So thank yeah. you for, you know, saying yes um, to joining me in this conversation, and uh, really appreciate it. So have an amazing rest of your evening. Have a great Shabbos, and I will talk soon. Thank you, Chaim. Have a great day, and much asafa. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Intentionally podcast. Again, if you enjoyed, leave us a follow, give a share to a friend, and as well, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I also have a group on Facebook for Jewish men. It goes by Fit Yid Academy Health and Fitness Community. As well, you can follow me on Instagram at the Fit Yid. On Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Chaim Loeb, C-H-A-I-M-L-O-E-B. I'm looking forward to talking with you, interacting, and getting to know you. Please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Have a great rest of your day.